What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me this Wednesday night. I don't know about you, but this week has gone by a little bit quicker than the last one. And I believe it's because the Dallas Cowboys played a Thursday night football in week one. And then we had to wait 10 days approximately to get back into Cowboys football. And now it's only, it's kind of a long week, but only for an extra day since Dallas Cowboys are playing on Monday night. Maybe that's why the week is going on a, a little bit faster than I thought it would. So I'm excited about that. Also, I'm excited to talk about the Cowboys tonight with all of you because there are some important news to discuss regarding the Cowboys' overall state in terms of health because there are a lot of injuries concerning potential absences for the Dallas Cowboys versus the Eagles. We will get into all of that and we will get into what the worst case scenario lineup could look like for the Dallas Cowboys. And later in the show, we'll talk about some QB changes around the league because we are Cowboys followers, but we cannot lose sight of what's going on around the NFL. So thank you for joining me. First of all, let me ask you to hit that like button. Of course, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, share it with your friends. Let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And now that more of us are here, let's get ready to start the show officially. Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire Cowboys season, make sure you check out uh, adcsports.com slash Dallas. Great article today from Cole Patterson on the Dallas Cowboys and how the matchup with Eagles could mirror their strategy versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Really worth a read from Cole Patterson. Make sure you check that out. Once the show is over, you close the show and you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. So thank you. Thank you for joining me. And thank you to everyone that's in the chat. Joshua Davis over at Facebook saying, I have a couple of questions to ask also. Well, Joshua, that's what the chat is for. Make sure you do so at any time and we'll get to them, of course. Thank you for being here as always on the primetime show. Now, Let's start with the Cowboys catch-up of the day because there are some important news and we were kind of, you know, getting ready for this in the in the show uh, a few days ago or a couple of days ago and we were talking about how maybe we were overlooking some of the injuries that were going on within the Dallas Cowboys beyond the big names like Randy Gregory, Amari Cooper and stuff like that. So, some injuries that might prove to be very important for the Dallas Cowboys are from the defensive side of the ball. Dorans Armstrong, who is now not ruled out officially by the team, but the Dallas Morning News is reporting that he is not going to play versus the Eagles. David Moore reported that he might actually miss the three games that the Cowboys have next. And that would mean Armstrong would not play in any of the three next home games because the Cowboys started the season with a two-game away game stretch and now they are ready to play three more home games and Durant Armstrong is looking like it's looking like he will miss the three of them. Far from an ideal situation for the Dallas Cowboys. If the Marcus Lawrence was healthy, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But without Lawrence, it really is just another blow to the Cowboys' depth at defensive end because Armstrong was basically your starter right now. So that that is going to hurt, in my opinion. Now, Carlos Watkins at defensive tackle, unlikely to play. 
There's a typo there in the graphic. My apologies. Uh, Carlos Watkins is unlikely to play according to Todd Archer from ESPN. Now, you might be thinking, is that a big deal? So actually, my first question of the show from me to you, and I look forward to your answers in the chat, is, is losing Armstrong slash Watkins a no deal, small deal, or big deal? That is one of my biggest questions as the Cowboys get ready to face the Eagles. And what is up? Let me read some of the comments before we get into those answers. What is up, Dallas Young? Thank you for being here. He says first blood. He was the first comment over in YouTube. Mauricio, ready to put in to put on a rocking show. Thank you, Ryan, and thank you for joining me. Donald Jackson as well. I see you over at Facebook. Stevie Mac reminding you to hit that like button and, of course, share the live stream. And, of course, grab a dessert, Stevie Mac. Hey, I don't have a dessert with me, but I will get one as soon as the show is over. Believe me. Thank you, Lillian, for being here in the show as well. Dallas Junk says, is Keanu Neal a close contact or did he test positive? From the reports that I've seen, He's a close contact, and he was placed on injured reserve for that. Now, I will have a different answer for you in the show because everyone is going with this small deal, small deal, small deal in regards as to Carlos Watkins and Andrews Armstrong potentially missing the Eagles game. Now, we know that Armstrong will miss the game, according to the Dallas Morning News. And those kind of reports are usually very accurate. So let's assume that Armstrong will not be ready to play versus the Eagles with a high ankle sprain. Here's, my, here's why it's not the biggest of deals, but it is quite a big deal nevertheless, in my opinion. And that is because Armstrong was basically a starter for the Dallas Cowboys without Lawrence and without Gregory. Now, Randy Gregory is coming back from their COVID-19 list so that definitely eases the concerns for the Cowboys. But hey, Carlos Watkins, Carlos Watkins at least, was playing in 50% of these defensive snaps at defensive tackle. And if you lose him, you're losing the second defensive tackle that's played the most. The first, by the way, has been Oza Odiisuwa, who had a very strong performance versus the Chargers. I thought he was kind of... I thought he, he was not a, as good versus the Bucs, which is very comprehensible as the Cowboys were facing one of the finest offensive lines in the entire NFL. But Osa looked legit versus the Chargers. So he's number one in the snap counts. Carlos Watkins comes in at number two. But then after him, you see a somewhat of a steep decline when you take a look at guys like Brent Irvin, Quinton Bohana. Quinton Bohana has about 29% of the snaps only. And he will be a player that we will talk about later on the show. So I think it's a bigger deal than some would say. Again, it's not the biggest of deals, but this is already a thin defensive group. And if you're losing guys like this, man, you cannot help but be concerned. And listen, the Eagles are not a very strong team in general, but I like what they have in the offensive line. Even with Brandon Brooks out at right guard, this group is somewhat experienced you might say that their age is an issue for the eagles long term but as long as they're healthy they're a group that might be able to put on a battle in the trenches in my opinion so keanu neal is a close contact to stevie mac exactly keanu neal is just that now there is a chance that keanu neal is able to play versus the eagles the concerning side of this news is that he it doesn't look like he will be able to practice at all according to michael gelkin he will actually miss the entire week of practice. 
And even if he plays, he will have to deal with that somehow or some way. So hopefully Neil continues to test negative. That is what he has to do going forward. As the week goes on, Keanu Neil will be getting daily tests and he will need to prove to be a negative person in that regard, in a negative case, excuse me, in terms of COVID-19. So hopefully Neil is ready to play. And that is a major blow as well for the Cowboys if you want to keep playing Michael Parsons uh, as an edge rusher, which might be the case with the Marcus Lawrence still out. But listen, if we, if we want to be optimistic, and I understand wh why we want to be optimistic, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn made a tremendous job adjusting for the absences in week two. So there's reason to believe he will be able to continue that job as the Cowboys get ready to face a less threatening offense. Because we know that the Eagles have an interesting situation over there with Jalen Hurts, and we talked about it last night, how Hurts played very differently from one week to another. But this is not a high-powered offense like the Chargers. They have some playmakers like Devonta Smith, the rookie, but it, it should be, at least it should be easier to limit the Eagles on offense than it was to limit the Chargers on offense. Because even though Los Angeles walked away from the game with only 17 points in the scoreboard, we know that their offense was better than the scoreboard suggests. We know that. But the Eagles should not be that tough in, on offense. Yeah, it hurts losing those guys, says Ryan, but I feel we have better depth on defense this year as opposed to last year. Yeah, and that is true. Overall, I think that the Cowboys do have better depth on defense. Now, other things that make us feel a little bit more confident about this offense is that suddenly it turns out that you have a strength at safety. Suddenly, having maybe Donovan Wilson gets back, we will see as, this, as the practice week goes on. But remember that Donovan Wilson missed the game versus the Chargers. He might be back in week three. And even if he isn't, Jaron Kears, DeMonte Cassie, and Malik Hooker played a very good game versus the Chargers. And the safeties also had a good game versus the Bucks. So suddenly you have somewhat of a strength on your defensive backfield even though it might not be one of the best units in the NFL or anything like that, at least you have a solid group of players over on, on the defensive backfield and a cornerback capable of limiting one, at least one wide receiver. So, for example, versus the Chargers, Keaton Allen had some big moments versus Trevon Diggs, but you have to assume that maybe Trevon Diggs will have the advantage over Devonta Smith if the Cowboys have him traveling with Devonta Smith which we don't know because you also have Jalen Rieger to worry about and some other playmakers in Philadelphia. But you, you have to assume that at least Trevon Diggs will win his battles at cornerback. At least that is what I am assuming as we get ready to, to watch that football game. What is up, David? Thank you for joining the show. Charles says, I believe that we will be fine. Randy will be back. We will do fine. Now, that is huge for the Cowboys, getting... Randy Gregory back because you don't have to worry a lot about who will play both defensive end spots. But listen, Gregory will have an interesting challenge. He was not able to practice with the team during his time away with, with in the COVID reserve. So he will have to really get back on track quickly for him to get ready to play close to 60% of the snaps over on defense. Because if he's not as ready and he needs to play less or be in a not not really a pitch count, but you know it's different when you miss some kind of time 
it will be interesting to watch how much Randy Gregory plays versus Philadelphia. Fortunately for the Cowboys, it's kind of a long week with the game on Monday night, so maybe Randy has a little bit more time than usual. Sergio says, Bradley and I, a solid backup. His snap count will definitely go up in this game, probably, with the runs Armstrong out. I think Irvin has been solid, but hasn't really flashed yet, says Dallas Junk. Kind of agree there. He has, he has made some plays here and there, but overall, uh, kind of the, 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 the level of play that I expected from Bern Ordman, really. He's been a contributor when he gets in his playing time, but he will have to step up as well on this game. And we will get into that projected lineup maybe later on the show. What is up, Coop19, who's watching from Germany? Donald Jackson says, defense needs to play smart and not lose our cool. We would be fine, just make the big plays. Shout out to the Facebook audience who is very active on tonight's show. Uh, over here, we had David Quesada saying, Kirst played big Sunday. He keeps that up. We're going to be all right. Hooker played well also. And thank you, David, for being on the show as always. Chris also here in the show. Lisa here as well over on Facebook. Cowboys can take a hit without falling off like flies. What is up, Chris? Uh, over at, uh, well, sorry, David shouting out Chris, excuse me. I told you, Mauricio, don't give up on Sterling. He's clutch. Yeah, and we talked about it. Uh, I think it was last night or two days ago, but we should not have any more doubts maybe on, on Greg. I mean, he, he also needs to keep it up, but the fact that he's kicked 18 55 plus yard field goals in the last in the past decade really speaks a lot to as to how clutch he is as tribe was saying so shout out to tribe and shout out of course to none other than greg the leg any word on cooper says eddie all other than the fact that the Cowboys said that he has bruised ribs not yet i think that tomorrow we will have more info on the cowboys injuries because tomorrow the cowboys will be getting ready for philadelphia so i think that that should happen soon. We got to see Kennedy this week. Brown is burnt toast, says Osmosis. Hey, uh, we might see Kennedy at some point. And Sean Wright, they're both at zero snaps, close to zero snaps. Not, not really zero snaps, but close to them. I think Sean Wright did not play against the Chargers either. He had zero snaps versus the Bucks. 99% sure that he also had zero versus the Chargers. And Kennedy basically has not seen the field either. So... Kelvin Joseph will be back after this week. So after the Cowboys play the Eagles, we might see Kelvin Joseph, the rookie. We might see if some competition bruise over at cornerback. Hopefully it does, because I agree, Anthony Brown has simply not looked great. So speaking of the Cowboys' potential absences, because Keanu Neal might play, he might not play. He's questionable, of course. He will need to keep up with the negative test before Monday Night Football. But my question for me to you is, it's quite simple. Which Cowboys defender must step up in their absence? So, I was thinking about this question today as I was getting ready for the show. And don't really, uh, don't put a lot of attention to where the linebackers are or what's going on in defensive line. We'll get into those details. I really put this graphic uh, together really quickly. But my question is, which Cowboys defender must step up in their art absence? Because you're, you're thinking about players in basically the both levels of the defense. Defensive line and then at linebacker. Not many injuries in the defensive backfield other than Donovan Wilson. So in that regard, the Cowboys should be fine and should not see a lot of changes. 
But I think that you're you're talking about Brent Irvin playing more. You're talking about Bradley and I potentially playing more. You're talking about Terrell Basham. And, and something surprised me about the Cowboys' snap counts after two weeks. Terrell Basham has a bigger snap count than Durant Armstrong. And I thought it was the other way around. Now, the difference is quite minimal. It's, it's like three or two snaps of difference. But I, I had not realized that Basham was playing as much. So that was interesting, definitely. So here's what I, I mean, and, and of course, there are a lot of questions. So this is only one of the many looks that we could see from the Cowboys defense. And it's important to clear that out, clear that up, because I don't think that this is going to be what we see snap after snap, but I think it helps illustrate some issues that the Cowboys might face on defense and some possibilities as to what we might see from Dan Quinn's defense on Monday night. So how will the lineup look like? I think that, well, 94 will spend most of the time in a defensive end from uh, facing the Eagles' left tackle. I think we all know that. Now, losing Carlos Watkins is interesting because most of the time, Watkins was lined up at one tech with Osa Udiyisua over at three tech. But Osa has also seen some, pl some playing time at one technique. So it really makes things interesting, in my opinion, because Brent Irvin is a veteran. And you, judging by what we already know from the Cowboys defense, Irvin is getting more playing time than the sixth-round rookie, Quinton Vohana. But if Quinton Vohana gets in uh, on the playing field, you know that he will play one technique. It, it's unlikely that Vohana will have any playing time at tree tech because that's not who he is he's more of a nose tackle so you have that issue first and foremost if you play Irvin where do you play him and where do you play Oza because I think that Oza's strongest plays have come at tree technique when rushing the passer now over on the other side of of the edge of the of the line you might see Terrell Basham but you might also see Michael Parsons with the same role than in week two as a pass rusher. But if you use Parsons in there most of the game, that means assuming Keanu Neal does not play, because he might play, but assuming he doesn't, worst case scenario, Neal is not available, then what do the linebackers look like? Because you might want to keep Parsons rushing the passer, which might mean in turn that Leighton Vanderich and Jalen Smith are once again you're starting linebackers. And Javril Cox might get involved here and there. Javril Cox might get involved here and there. But you know that he's not going to be a starter, at least not judging by what the Cowboys have shown us, because Cox has basically been only a special teamer. I think it's really interesting that Parsons is truly a chess piece in the Cowboys' plans. Because it, 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 the, the defense looks very different if you put... Cox at defensive end than if you put him over at linebacker. But it's nice that the Cowboys have enough depth at linebacker that they can have a lot of possibilities. Now, David says, Chauncey Golston. Let's see if Chauncey Golston plays. He's been practicing. He's been a full participant already in practice, but the Cowboys have not activated him for any game. It might happen in week three. It might not happen. The Cowboys did mention that they want to be patient with a third-round rookie. The problem with Golson is not only that he's been hurt basically the entire offseason, but that since he's been hurt, he has not seen a lot of practice 
yet. And he was a third round rookie. So you got a question, you know, how, how much will he have to wait before having legitimate playing time with the Cowboys? So a lot of questions, a lot of answers for the questions. We got some new bullets in the chamber to throw at Phyllis is Ryan. I agree that should happen. Uh, I'd say Osas is Dallas Jung. Real Cox needs to step up. According to Sergio, Lequan goes with Persons. Joshua says, Elliot, maybe meaning that the Cowboys need to run the football in this game to keep the defense off the field. I don't know if that's what Joshua is saying, but I'm just interpreting his comment. Kamara says Lequan. Sur Kamara might see more playing time in this game. Definitely. Uh, Javril Cox says slum to Ten Hood. Yeah, Javril Cox should get more playing time, and it will be interesting to watch him. Gregory has to play big. I think Stephen White makes a good point if we tie it together with what we said earlier in the show. So, Gregory needs to play as much as he can. That will be the challenge for Gregory, staying on the field after missing one week of action. Staying on the field so you don't have to have maybe Terrell Vashem and Bradley and I most of the time over at defensive event because that would not be ideal, even though we like what we saw from Bradley and I in the preseason and that we think that he's a good prospect. You don't want him to be on the field most of the time instead of Randy Gregory. At least I don't think that's the case. So the Cowboys, this, this situation really puts the Cowboys in a lot of tough spots because you have some questions at the defensive line and you have some questions at linebacker and there are some players that might do their part both ways. Now, Oso Odisua will be one of the most important players by far because he can play both the one technique and the three technique and he can rush the passer from both. Now, at linebacker, you want someone to maybe spy on, on Jalen Hurts and I wonder if the Cowboys are going to do something similar to what Mike Nolan did last year when he had CJ Goodwin spy on Jalen Hurts because we talked about the big nickel package from the Cowboys in which they had the Monte Cassie Malik Hooker and Jaron Kears at the same time on the field, you have to you have to ask yourself, is that is something, if that is something that we are going to see from the Cowboys that Dan Quinn is coordinating at defense. Will we see a defensive back, be it a corner or a safety, spy on Jalen Hurts? That is another one of the big questions that we have from the Cowboys headed into Monday night football. Josh Hamilton says David C. Now, I don't know if, if he is talking about Justin Hamilton, who might be called up from the practice squad. That might happen at defensive tackle. I think he will be elevated because remember that the rule at, uh, for, for the practice squad is that you have a 53-man roster and you can call up two players from the practice squad and then without even signing them to the 53-man roster. So you can sign them to the roster or you can just elevate them for a week. Now you can only do that per player three times, uh, two times, I think, two times. And the third time, he needs to go through waivers once you send him back to the practice squad. So the Cowboys have not called up, have not elevated Justin Hamilton yet. He's a prime candidate to be elevated on Monday night. Thank you, David, for making that comment because it is very true. The Cowboys will need to call up Justin Hamilton, in my opinion, for this game. Because otherwise, what you have going on a defensive tackle is a very tough situation if Carlos Watkins is not able to play. And even though he has not been ruled out officially, ESPN is reporting that he is unlikely to play versus the Eagles. 
So there's that situation for the Cowboys. A lot of questions. And definitely my three players that I would watch the most are Quinton Vohana, if he gets any kind of playing time, because I think we are all very intrigued to watch the sixth-round rookie getting on the playing field. Javril Cox, if the Cowboys end up using him, and one defensive back, whoever it is, who could maybe spy on Jalen Hurts. Because he's still a very mobile quarterback, and the Eagles will make sure to use that versus the Cowboys. I think we will see a Jalen Hurts that is that close closely resembles what we saw from him in week one when they faced the San Francisco 49ers and they were playing a lot of, uh, sorry, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. They, fa they faced the Falcons week one and they played with a lot of chart passes, getting the ball to the playmakers while looking for explosive plays. And then in week two, he only completed 52% of the passes as he was attempting longer and longer passes. I think that the Cowboys will not give the Eagles that. I think that they will be very careful with that. So I expect Dylan Hurts to go back to the short passes this week versus the Cowboys and maybe try to get closer to that 77 completion percentage that he got in week one. Now, the Cowboys are not as bad on defense than the Falcons. I do believe that. So... Let's hope that is not the case in week three. Just heard that Neil does not have COVID. He was a close contact. So he just has to test negative the next few days, says Brian Bradford. And that is accurate. That is what we were talking about earlier on the show. Thank you for joining us, Brian. And yeah, so the next few days basically means the rest of the week. So Keanu Neal will not be able to practice with the Cowboys. He will have to continue to test negative, though, with, a, with hopes of playing versus the Eagles. And AV always seems to make plays against the Eagles. I'm calling a pick six for him. Hey, Dallas, if Antonio, if Anthony Brown gets a pick six versus the Eagles, we will make you a hero here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Hey, actually, I will buy you an Anthony Brown jersey if he gets a pick six versus the Eagles. You can hold me to that. We should win because that would be the ultimate bold prediction, in my opinion, getting a pick six for Anthony Brown. So if that happens, you guys are witnesses. I will personally buy Dallas Junk an Anthony Brown jersey. How weird will it be to buy an Anthony Brown jersey? But that will be a cool story if that happens. Man, I'm rooting for it to happen. We should win this game, says Michael. I agree. I agree. Right now, I'm leaning heavily towards the Eagles, towards the Cowboys, excuse me, beating the Eagles. Comparsons runs with Hurts, says Sergio. I think he can. Uh, definitely. If, if anybody can, it's him. But I don't know that you want to waste Michael Parsons in a QB spy assignment. You might want to do that. I uh, have to be able to, to rush plus contain two. Tommy says nobody wants an Anthony Brown jersey, LOL. Sorry. Well, Dallas Junk called it, so I'm just offering. <laughs> Ain't too many AB jerseys being purchased, lol. Yeah, we, we, we will get some money on Anthony Brown's pockets. We will do that here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Sick is an eagle killer, says Sergio. Someone just told me that Kirk Cousins is better than Dak Prescott. How can I prove that he's wrong? People are weird, man. People are weird. You can... You can turn on any Kirk Cousins football game, basically. That, that's what I would do <laughs> if someone was making that argument for me. I mean, you can just watch, uh, you can just 
put on any replay, in my opinion. A lot of people are very high on Kirk Cousins. I personally think that I'm higher on Cousins than your average football follower. I've been higher on Cousins for a while than, than the average people, but then, and by average, I mean the consensus. Excuse me, if, if that was, you know, misspoken, mis maybe. But anyways, I think the Dak Prescott is very, very, way better than, than Kerry Cousins, definitely. If Rush, if Rush wins a game <laughs> for us, get me his jersey, says Stephen White. Deal. <laughs> AV is a cowboy, he's good, says Stephen White. Pick six Cousins, says the San, uh, Tino Santiago. Remember last year, CJ Goodwin was his spy on Hurts in last year's game. Yeah, wow. Cousins better than Prescott, says Joshua Davis. Yeah, definitely. People are wild uh, when it comes to QB takes. People are wild when it comes to that. Dak Prescott is one of the very best in the NFL. In my opinion, he's a top... In my opinion, he's a top five quarterback. And that is not me being a homer for the Cowboys. I do think that he is a top five quarterback right now. And maybe you want to put him at number six or number seven. I do think that from number four to maybe to number seven, if you rank the quarterbacks, you can just do some changes there and you might not get, you might not be very controversial. So if someone wants to rank Deshaun Watson in a world in which Deshaun Watson actually plays in the NFL, that is maybe fair. I mean, I would disagree with it. I would rank Prescott above Deshaun Watson. But if someone does that, it's like, eh, you know, I disagree, but I don't think it's that hot of a take. But I think that is the case from number four to maybe number seven in, in any kind of quarterback rankings. I personally would rank Dak Prescott in the top five. Behind Patrick Mahomes, behind Russell Wilson, those two, I think, are the two very best quarterbacks in the NFL. After 2020, I'm giving Aaron Rodgers also a spot in the top five. And maybe you can get, you know, Dak Prescott over at number four. I, I do think that you can do that. And, and Josh Allen, if he, keeps, if he keeps what he did in 2020 up, he might be in the mix as well. I'm just waiting to see if he can be consistent year to year or even week to week. He's, he's off with, he started the season with the left foot, in my opinion, because he's not been very, very consistent in his games right now after two weeks only. Uh, thank you, Francisco. That means a lot. That means a lot to me. Uh, thank you for being here. I'm calling this is going to be a fit me game, says Joshua. I hope not. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not against fit me games. I just want to see Dak Prescott throw the ball more and more. I hope it's a game we don't play Dak before the playoffs. Dak is his pardon, says Stephen White. I'm a homer. I admit it. I'm starting the Dallas defense in fantasy this week. Ryan, it is my responsibility to keep you from doing that, or at least to strongly suggest you not doing that. It is my responsibility as an ADC Sports Dallas member to advise you against that. What about Tom Brady? says Brian. Tom Brady's in the mix as well, definitely. Uh, Tom Brady, before he was with the Tampa Bay Bucks, I was ranking him lower and lower, but watching what he's been able to do in Tampa when Bruce Arians really opened things up for him has only made him climb higher and higher in my rankings because I've always been of the opinion that Tom Brady is the, is the GOAT, greatest of all time at quarterback. 
greatest of all time. But I thought during his final years in New England that he was already hitting that QV decline. And then he went to Tampa, and I don't know what they gave him to eat or to drink. And then he's 20 years old again. That is just crazy to me. Mahomes, Judge Allen, Russell Wilson, Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, and Dak, says Richard. So basically, basically what I was saying, like I see that ranking and I, I disagree with it, but I don't hate it. I kind of hate Russell Wilson at number three below Judge Allen, but other than that, you know, I can live with it. Maybe I cannot live with Dak below Matt Stafford, but he's off to a good start with the Rams, so we will give him the benefit of the doubt. My second night in a row to watch. Oh, thank you, Michael. Also means a lot to me. Thank you for being here. We will be here every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, except those times that the Cowboys play night games. So, for example, next Monday night, we won't be here. Hopefully, Drones Armstrong and Watkins will play Monday, says Skeptical uh, Fan. We, I really hope so. It looks like Armstrong will not, at least Armstrong. Because there are already reports that he won't. Uh, Dallas defense gets two turnovers this week. A fumble recovery from Gregory and another pick for Dix. Says Tommy. Ryan says, don't worry, Mo. We are going to have eight sacks, three fumble recoveries, and a pick six from Israel Mukwamo. Says Ryan Doyle. Hey, why don't you want Dallas Junk to get his Anthony Brown jersey? Why can't you call the pick six for Anthony Brown, Ryan? Let's, let's help each other out here. Mauricio, I was at the LA game and Cowboys fans were everywhere. We represented well. Hey, listen, Joe, thank you for that. And believe me, it was noticeable when watching the TV broadcast. It was very noticeable. So shout out to Joe and shout out to every Cowboys fan that was over there in LA. Laquan also says that he will be at the game. Hopefully it's a good luck. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I could hear you. That's <laughs> says Stephen White. <laughs> he could hear Joe. Anyways, before we close out the show tonight, just a little bit of a QB talk around the NFL because, you know, let's feel a little bit better about the Cowboys' injuries and the Cowboys' potential absences because we have been very concerned about those. But listen, at least the Cowboys have their quarterback. After 2020, at least the Cowboys right now have Dak Prescott. And a lot of teams don't in the NFL. So my question for me to you, my final question of the show is, which, oh, sorry, I copy-pasted the same question. My bad, my bad. Ignore, ignore the defender question. Ignore it. This is, the, this is the one. Without a starting quarterback, who is in a better spot? The Miami Dolphins, who have already ruled out Tua Tagovailoa. The Chicago Bears, who have already announced Justin Fields as their QB1 on week three. Washington football team, we have seen some good stuff from Taylor Heineke. We saw it on Thursday night football, and now he has an interesting game ahead of him in week three. Or the Houston Texans, who are starting David Mills tomorrow night. That will be an interesting game. Carolina, I'm not going to lie to you. The Carolina Panthers are my survivor pick for the week. I played the Rams in week one versus the Bears. Then I went with the Broncos versus the Jaguars in week two, and I'm going with the Panthers in week three. If they win, they should. They are strong favorites, at least. I will, be, I will feel very good about my chances of winning that survivor pool. Dallas Young says, Houston with Mills. We know very little about Davis Mills. I'm very excited about watching him play. 
Chicago Bears, says David, uh, with Justin Fields. I think Chicago is one of the right answers. It's either, to me, it's either Chicago or Washington. Stevie Mac says Chicago. Laquan says Washington. Joshua is going to go with the Bears. And Michael Williams says Watson too. Do you guys think Watson will actually be traded at some point this season? Because I have my very strong doubts. Chicago is the only team that got better with the starter not being there. Says primetime field. And because of that, I'm going with the verse. Because, and I talked about this on the show at some point. Man, Matt Nagy was making a mistake. He was going to make the mistake of starting Andy Dalton every week that he made that decision. So I agree with what primetime field is saying. I think he hit the nail right in the head. Justin Fields is better for the Bears right now than Andy Dalton. That is my opinion. So I think that he's actually better. Now, I'm going to pick against the Bears this week, if I'm not mistaken, in my shows and things like that. I think my pick will be that the Cleveland Browns beat Chicago, and I think that will be most of the people's picks. But I have my doubts. Like, let's see what Justin Fields does. You never know with these rookies. You never know what they might be able to do. And Chicago has a better roster than some people give them credit for. At least I think that. I'm not saying they're competitive or that they are a contender within the NFC because I don't think they are, but they are a tough team to beat at least. They are that kind of team that might, you know, they are a tough opponent. I hate to say it, but the Washington no-names are in a better spot. That kid has has shown some promise. Washington football with Taylor Hanekins is Ryan Doyle, Stephen White, the Washington Liberals. <laughs> I think Brissett is, Brissett is this decent as well, says Dallas Junk. Yeah, I, I do think that the Houston Texans are in a better spot. That, excuse me, that the Miami Dolphins are in a better spot than some people, some people will give them credit for because they have arguably, out of the teams that we mentioned, arguably they have the best roster. Washington might compete for them for that title. But at least Miami has a strong offense, uh, offensive supporting cast and a strong defense as well. That won't look like being the case if you take a look at their 35 blowout loss versus the Buffalo Bills in week two. But I do think they have a nice team. They beat the Pats in week one as well. But they're, they're, they're complete is what they are. So anyways, with the Bill, will the Bills beat Washington at Buffalo? I don't think so. I think so, sorry, says Brian. Uh, yeah, I think the Bills should beat Washington, definitely. They, ha- they have had their struggles. But listen, if you, if you have seen the Bills play, there are some struggles going on at offensive line. And Washington might keep it interesting if Monte Sweat and Chase Junk show up. They might keep it interesting because that Bills line has had its issues. And Bob... Judge Allen has made some big mistakes as well. We have to win the NFC East game. Look past no one, says Stephen White. Definitely. The Cowboys might go, (laughs) and I might jinx them right out of the gate. (laughs) I don't want to jinx them. But the Cowboys might go, realistically, they might go 6-0 in the NFC East. That was my bold prediction to start the season. (laughs) I think maybe it's not that bold. Philadelphia might be your toughest challenge. Washington as well, but the Giants, you know that you're going to go 2-0 versus the Giants, at least I think so. The Giants right now are a hot mess. What do you think about Eason with the Colts, says Dallas Junk. I, I think that Carson Wentz will play, even with the two injuries in his ankles. It's, you know, it sucks that Carson Wentz is injured, but also it's kind of, you know, 
funny in a sad way that, that Carson Wentz has injuries in both ankles. But you really just hate to see Carson Wentz go down again. I think he will play. Listen, Pro Football Doc, who is one of the top Twitter accounts to follow, in my opinion, Pro Football Doc is saying that he expects Carson Wentz to play. And he's usually right. He's a former San Diego Chargers team doctor. And I really recommend following him on Twitter because he really puts out some interesting analysis out there on injuries. And, you know, you can follow about a thousand sports analysts, but they don't know anything about injuries. They don't know anything about the, the human body. I know I don't. I felt just about every anatomy, biology class that I took in grade school or, or middle school or whatever you want to call it. But So go follow Pro Football Duck. I really do recommend that. Justin Fields quarterback, Barry, they will win over Cleveland, says Marvin. Marvin coming in with a bold prediction. That would be amazing to watch. And listen, Baker Mayfield might be dealing with his own stuff as well. He's going to play, but he's dealing with his non-throwing shoulder issue. Joshua says, don't say it. I'm sorry. I had to say it. I had to say that the Cowboys will definitely go 6-0 in the NFC East. I'm just messing with you guys. I'm sorry. Carson Wentz breaks down more than my car. LOL. I wish I could play some football, but I'm old and slow. and My body feels like it ran over by a pack of bisons running for dinner. But other than that, I feel like I have a good play left in me, says Ryan. Well, you can get some friends together and go play in the park, I think. At least some flag football. Well, you know, a lot of people who, who end up playing flag football because of the injuries end up getting injured as well. Shout out to one of my best friends, Ricky. He's my age. He's 22 years old, and he's had four knee surgeries. And the last one came in a flag football game. So that just, that just sucks. Some people are just injury prone. I'm sorry, Ricky, for calling you out that way. I'm sorry if you're watching. But anyways... That is it for me tonight. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember that you can watch this on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter at ADC Dallas. Remember that you can also follow me on Twitter at NFL. That's M-A-U-N-F-L. Bilingual tweets. If you want me to translate any tweet, please just let me know. And believe me, I will. But also, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. I recommend you go read this Cole Patterson article on matching up versus the Eagles and how it could be a similar strategy than the Cowboys had versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. So, thank you for joining me. Uh, oh, man, already since Joshua Davis, I really appreciate that comment because it means that you don't want me to leave. <laughs> but, hey, we, are, we, we will be here back. We will be back here, excuse me, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Thank you, David. Thank you, Chad. Go check out adcsports.com slash Dallas and make sure you hit that like button. And the most important thing, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I will see you tomorrow night with the keys to the game. And I will also see you with my betting the Cowboys pick, betting pick. And on Sunday night, we will move the final prediction, the blind recap, to Sunday night since the Cowboys are playing on Monday. So I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central Time. Thank you all and hope you enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening. Thank you.